Welcome in to the Easy Smoke in the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding, awesome co-host. He's a public league legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He plays second base for the Tigers. He was all swack. He's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And our GM, he's our NFL guru. He's our NFL draft legend as well. I like to call him that. He's Glenn Morgan. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? Doing good. Man, doing all right, doing all right. So we, I guess we'll start off. We didn't talk about uh, our basketball team last week. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them this week. And they did what the Bulls, you know, normally do. They got me excited again earlier this week. Zach comes back. They get a couple of wins under their belt, man. Him and him and Vooch look like they're working together well. Kobe White's putting up some buckets, as, you know, as he should be. The team looks like they're gelling, and then they, you know, come back and they play teams that, you know, they're going to need to, you know, good teams that they're going to need to beat um, when, we, when we move into the future, and they just can't do anything against those guys. Uh, big loss tonight as we as we speak Tuesday versus the uh, the Brooklyn Nets, and it looks like the uh, the playing scenario for the Bulls sure. playing tournament is over. Outside, yeah, outside. Three, three back, three to play, man. That's yeah, yeah. That's I mean, a that's over. That's a with, well, with two of the three games versus two of the top three seeds in the East <laughs> that are going to be resting their guys because they're getting sure? ready well, no, to they're still fighting. Sure? Brooklyn, fighting for Brooklyn is still pro- fighting for that top seed. Yeah, really. You really think they can? Now Milwaukee, the Milwaukee probably will rest. They don't care about top seed, and they're not going to take the Bulls seriously anyway. And they'll they, probably they be resting to every time they play for some reason. Well, the Bulls beat them time. Not, not well, now we time beat them. Yeah, we beat them. Yeah, but time that was before. that was without KD and without Hart. Well, it could be without KD again because he may rest and another guy may come back. I'm just saying, man. You know, look, when the Bulls are expected to not do anything like you just did with your lead in, that's when they surprise. And when we count them, you know, out, that's when they 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 surprise us. And when we expect them to do stuff against you know average teams or teams that we think they should win that's when they let us down mightily so okay. right now we don't expect doodle squat from them because they should lose at least two out of the next three and this is when they may turn it around i mean look man they fought back and they made kd get off the bench tonight kd should have been done when he had that ice on his knee should have been done they made him come off the bench just so they can secure the win the Bulls have a life fight them. They just have to figure out how to not lose it and how to win towards the end. But you know, you never know, man. I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah, but we also got <laughs> we we we. I mean, yeah, we. No, but we're no, only no, we're on, we're only speaking in, we're only speaking on it from our side because we do got to realize what Washington got going up against them too. They got right. They got Cleveland. Yeah. Well, hey, man, Cleveland, that backcourt, we see what that backcourt can do. Sometimes you get guys. Yeah. They, 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 they got Charlotte and they got, and they got Atlanta. Atlanta. Look, man, two of those they, teams, all those two of those teams have been playoff worthy. One is in the playoffs. So, I mean, I mean, they're both in the playoffs, right? Charlotte. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, you want to use your argument or the Bulls got to play playoff team. Well, they, these guys got to play playoff well, team. Well, no, no, I'm speaking on the top playoff team. Charlotte is a play-in team. We just beat the brakes <laughs> off Charlotte, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just, we just beat them pretty mightily. That's because I mean, we match up better. We have better they, inside yeah. presence. We match the up Bulls, better. When they, when they play team they're supposed to beat, they they show up, man. I, I have to I have to give them that. What well, um, hurt us is what we – I'm sorry. We went on that stretch. <laughs> <laughs> we went on that stretch of trying to figure out how to play together during the uh, trade. And we yeah. went on that stretch where we lost, like, what, four or five games? And then yeah. and Washington went got hot. Right. And and that's that's what hurt. I mean, I mean, we we all pretty much said before that next year is when we will see the true what we have with this team. I mean, they had 29 wins. I know we started off the year wondering, you know, where would they finish the season? I said 32. They're not they're not going to get to you said 32. I thought you said 33. <laughs> okay. I think I said 32. Okay. I just well, needed to win the next 3. I said they would win 15. So. <laughs> and I said, and I said, I said 26. So they're over 20, only over 15. You didn't have them getting 20. So <laughs> <laughs> they were bad at the beginning of the year, man. Cut me some slack. They were awful. <laughs> so right now, me and me and me and Jim is in the in the middle. But with Jim fun. looking like he's gonna probably be closest to his. His number than I would. Well, no, if, but, we, if we if we go by prices right rules, yeah, he, I'm done. He's done. I, I went he's over. Yeah. Uh, you, win, you win the showcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I it's it's I think it's a wrap. I mean, crazy things could happen, but I think it's a wrap, and it it, it is okay. I mean, let's look to next year. Get us to the point guard in here. Let's let's do this thing next let, year, and let's be a six or better. And not a seven or worse. Right. Let me let me ask this. I don't want to get too far because you know I want to save some content for future podcasts. But looking ahead, I, I heard some some thoughts from uh, from Garrett Temple and from Thad talking about how they're really looking forward to um, to the future with this team, and you know uh, they got some pieces and. You know, they, they they really want to see this through. How many of these guys can you come back with though, legitimately? Like I can't, you know, does a does a does a temple come back? Does a does a thad come back? Or are you looking at, you know, some some other possible free agents to come and um and grow with this team? You know, I was just getting ready to ask that question. Who do we sign coming back? Um who, who do we keep on this team? Uh, that's a great question, man. Because mm-hmm. you know, my, my first question would be, you know, what's up with marketing? You know, yeah, yeah, that's that's another he's, one. He's gonna want some money, and he's not. Not, there's no way in hell wow. you can pay him what he's asking to be coming off the bench or to be a mm-hmm. sometime he starter. That's just not gonna get with it. So he may be gone, which is crazy because you would like to think you could trade him and get something. But if he's a free agent, well, you know they missed they missed their they missed uh, right the opportunity. Exactly. So you know, do you? So that's that's kind of what I'm saying. So do you? If he if he agrees to a lesser amount, do you keep? I, I don't know. So I I think the first question starts with do we keep marketing? Uh, because then that may. I think it depends. Yeah. I think it, it depends on 
the type of deal that um, that he could get elsewhere. Because I think the, he's restricted, right? So yeah, he's restricted. Yeah. He's restricted. So it's going to be so, what's offered to him. He's a, I mean, you have somewhere. to you have to say he's a seven footer that has some. You know, he has some skill. Yeah, I, somebody I can, somebody's going to get him a, a an astronomical number that yeah. the Bulls will have to say. You know what? We 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 wipe our right. hands of it. That that's it. Go ahead. You know, do, the, do more you power do you, to you? In the NBA, do you guys know in that case, do the Bulls get like a, a compensatory pick? Something along those I lines? I believe they like, do. Yeah, I think they do. Okay. I don't know exactly what, you know. Probably second round, I would be, imagine. But yeah, I think you do get, uh, you get some type of compensation okay. for a restricted uh, player. Restricted trade. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, and I, I think, you know, that's going to kind of, when I say it starts with marketing, that's that's probably the, the person that may mandate the most money, you yeah. know. Um, outside of who we go for, right? Oh, you talking about returnees? Just in terms of returnees, right? right. Um, so I I would go, uh, uh, thighs or these, uh, Daniel Thies, Tice, thank you, uh, Daniel Tice. I would go with him. I I just think you need that kind of energy, you know, and he he has versatility enough in terms of being able to defend more than one position and he can Mm. go inside, he can score outside. He's not, you know, he's not going to be a, a, a primary threat, but you're talking about that second unit. He's big in that second unit, and then there are times where he can come in and help the first unit. So I think he's versatile enough to – you can slide him in, and he can play with the number one guys, but, you know, primarily he'll be with the two guys. But, you know, him and Busevich had a nice high-low game going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I like that element that, that he offers. Um, Temple is interesting. I would like to keep him. Not certain if we'd be able to. Um, I don't know if we're gonna keep uh the brother from Michigan State. Yeah, he oh, does he, he can go, he can go. Uh, <laughs> talking about uh Valentine, yeah, Valentine. Denzel is OC, Den- man. Denzel might, Denzel might not make it. I, I'm curious about the rookie uh, that we didn't really get to see a lot of the point guard, uh, out of Kansas. Um, uh, I can't remember his name slipping me right now. I apologize, but um, that's like. Dotson, yes, thank you. Uh, I'd like to see Dotson more of them, but you has, know, he played, I don't know. has he played this season? He's played a little bit, but it's very, very little. Yeah, very. Then it was like a free uh, Dotson. I, I think campaign. he played like early in the <laughs> <Free> year. <Dotson. laughs> I think he got in against Atlanta when we that first game of the year when we getting blew out. He he got in a little bit later uh, this season, like right when. Um, I think some guy like I, I think uh, we it was right around the trade, but got some guys we had lost some guys because of um, you know COVID protocols that kind of stuff. Which just it, it was weird. We, we were all of a sudden we were down to like a few dudes, and mm-hmm. it's like he was coming in off you know he was getting some decent time off the bench. He didn't really do much. I was like, oh, there's Dotson. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, I, I I don't think we have to keep. Oh, uh, Sadoransky. That's probably probably the ones I want to keep would be Sadoransky. Uh, I mean, I always want to call him Thighs. I know that's not it. Tice. Tice. <laughs> uh, uh, Sadoransky, Tice, and Temple, are, and then uh, the brother they got in the trade um, from Orlando. Uh, uh, and Bob. Was it? Did yeah, we Amino. get in by Mute? No, Amino. Amino. We got Amino. Amino. Yeah, we got Amino. I'd like to see them use Amino more. And uh, what's 
So, so you know, I, it's crazy because it's like, you know, we see some guys that are active and we're like, oh, mm. man, you know, let's keep them. But then we got to realize, like, there's a lot of those cats in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know how, how necessary it is to keep these guys because they're just other guys. So, but the question is, like, who, who your starter is going to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because before we made those trades, we seemed real thin. Yes. And then after the trades, all of a sudden, it seemed like our roster was fucking overload. It's like, right. it's like, it's still a few guys that we got, that we traded for that I, I can't think of their names, but they're like, we got Tice, we got Vucevic, we got Amino, and I think it's two up, Troy, Troy Brown, Brown Jr. Troy Brown. And it's another guy, right? Isn't it one more person? I think I could be wrong, but it's like, man, it just seemed like we got a million guys after them trades. Uh, of the guys I would like to see return, not sure if we would be able to keep them, but of the guys I would like to see return, I would like to see Sato, Temple, Tice, and Thad. Yeah. I, I know I know Thad will probably be the first gone. Because he, not necessarily that we will get rid of him, but – is he under contract or will he be a free agent? That's a great question, dude. Uh, let look, look that one up. I guess that's I guess that's the main thing because if he's a if he's a free agent, he's going to be a high commodity with those with those contending teams, I believe. I'm gonna pull that up right now. Hold on. Uh, yeah. I, I, so who would who would your starter? <laughs> Well, the coming back, like if you like starting off next, you know, depending on who you kept, if you're able to keep who you wanted to keep, who would you start then? Well, you got you got Zach, you got Boots, you got Pat, you got. I like Tice off the bench. Right, me too. Uh, if, if we were to keep Laurie. Mm. And Sado has one more year. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So we will have to lose him through trade. Partially guaranteed. He's got 14 million uh, on the cap. Uh, it's partially guaranteed. Six million guaranteed. But I, I saw some of them saying. We're looking to go after Lonzo or Schroeder. Yeah. Do, do you want Schroeder being your I, starter? I don't want him at all. <laughs> he's better than what he's, you got right now at point guard, isn't he? No. No? He don't run point for the Lakers. I'm saying if you if you bring him in, that's what it's going to be, right? But he's score. He wants to score. He wants to score the ball. That changes nothing. Okay. So then who would you want? Now, I will say he's better defensively than what we asked. He's a good yeah. defender. He's a good defender. But I prefer Lonzo. That's just me. I think Lonzo would be a great fit. Well, yeah, I think we all want Lonzo. I think he'd be I don't awesome know if it fit. can happen, though. Can't. Why not? You don't think we can afford him? Or you don't yeah. think he wants to come here? Well, he's restricted as well. 
You think New Orleans is going to be able to – you think they're going to be willing to match? I don't know. They got a lot of contracts. That's what I'm saying. About. They just gave uh, – what's the boy? Ingram, they gave him 100-plus million. Right. And don't they – didn't they and bring and in – Zion uh, to be coming up soon. Exactly. And didn't they bring in uh, – what's his name from uh, – used to be with Milwaukee. Is it – the guard, the point guard, these people from Milwaukee. Oh, uh, Blesso. Blesso, mm-hmm. Blesso on that squad now? Yep. So you can kind of get away with him being your point guard, and then they still got uh, the guy they drafted, um, 6'5", brother. Um, I got everybody's measurements, but I don't know the names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the guy. You know that dude. Um, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a hyphen in his name. I know you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't think of his name either. I'm struggling. I apologize, everybody listening. So Alexander Walker. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Yes. That's him. And you, you can. He can kind of be a de facto point guard too. Mm-hmm. So he's got that height. So you don't, you don't lose too much in the backcourt in terms of height. He's like six five. Um. So I don't think. I don't. You know. I don't think they. If you come with a nice offer, I don't think they're gonna match it. You know. It's just, they. They. You know. That's a small market team and they've got you know they got they gotta make sure they keep Zion and Ingram. They gotta make sure they keep them too. Zion gonna probably get two hundred plus mil. That's crazy. Good for him, man. Yeah. Good for him. Hey I saw his shoe over the weekend. <laughs> I wasn't that impressed. Man, it's a team it's it's a Jordan brand shoe. None of them are impressive <laughs> except for Jordan Retros. <laughs> Only um, thing good about Jordans are his shoes. The rest, what? and that's only from like one to fifteen. After that, it's like Jordan. Okay, Keys, I, I told I've, I've told you guys before. I'm a I'm partial to the threes and the fours. <laughs> but uh, Jordan had a strong run up up to up twelve twelve. I think I, I say fifteen. And after that, yeah, I say fifteen. I say. Cause thirteen was no fourteen was was ninety eight I believe. Well, thirteen was was ninety eight. Cause well, the elevens were ninety six. Elevens was ninety six. So leather. Yep. So yeah. Twelve. Thir- so thirteens. Yeah. Thirteens. Thirteens yep. were the last. And and the la- and the more iconic because they uh, you got when uh, Denzel wore them and he got game. Those thirteen, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, after those, it's really like that's when it starts going downhill. I think fourteen and fifteen was still holding on to that Jordan, that Jordan, you know, air, and then everything else was like, okay, Jordan is gone, boom, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still making them. This was crazy. He had like thirty something now. Like, dude, no one's buying past. Fourteen. <laughs> somebody got. Somebody's got to be. Well, people are buying them. Somebody. Like... Buying them. Hey, MVP race here. We're going into the last. We're in the, in the last week of the season. Um, I would. I would assume that the the favorite here is Jokic. He's my favorite anyway. So wait, did we decide who we keep it with the Bulls? 
Oh. <laughs> man, you, you you just really don't even care about the, you just I, really walk past. I mean, come on, man. I don't think I don't I don't I don't think it matters at this point. <laughs> oh man. That's harsh. Well, we know we keeping Zach Vucevic. Yeah, that's it. And hey. Pat Williams. <laughs> and Pat Williams. Pat Williams. That. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. The rest of them. Keep- Ty, you gotta be keeping Tyson. We, we, Tyson, we have I, to keep Tyson. We have Tyson's to keep nice. Tyson. Tyson. We have I, to keep Tyson. And I guess Kobe's not going anywhere. Right. Oh, yeah. Kobe's, Kobe's not contract. going away. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else, yeah, we can. I know. You know who <laughs> just, needs to be the first person pack? I know who needs to be first person pack. Felicio, I'm so sick. Why <laughs> he needs to be the first? I, I, I really don't understand pack. why they don't just send him home. How is, how is he? He must be a really, he must be a, he must be a really nice, likable guy. He's a great oh. dude. He must, yeah, great dude. yeah. He, like every, every team, he's a, he's a team mascot. He, he's, he's a, a comic he's relief. A, <laughs> he's a great guy at the dinner table. Man, <laughs> picks up everybody's checks. Man, he 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 doing he's, something. Cause that dude, man, he's making what is he? What's he making? Like ten man. million dollars a year. Crazy. To sit at the end of the bench, man. Oh, and he probably man. and he probably averaged ten minutes a year. <laughs> on the season, like <laughs> I guarantee you, Felicio will not be back next season. Man, I, I, I can I guarantee know. you that. But hey, know, he man. must be a really like I said, he must be a really good guy, man. Does this contract run through twenty thirty? <laughs> oh man, don't say that. <laughs> that's, that's, that is a good question. Wait, wait. When does the uh... <laughs> he about to go check? I'm about to see. It's when over. It's over twenty twenty one. He's an unrestricted free agent. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's he, out. He gone. He's gone. He's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> oh, he about to go play with uh. He's making about eight Cole million. He's making about eight million dollars this year, man. <laughs> man, good for him, man. He about to go play with J Cole in Africa. Ain't no NBA <laughs> team picking him up. <laughs> he got his money. He about to hey, can J Cole play? The videos I've seen, he can hoop. Yeah, he can hoop. He, I mean, he ain't an NBA talent, but he. He got game. He, I saw one where he, he dunked and then fell on his face. Barely dunked at the All Star <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, barely. We got he, he, he But got all him. the videos I've seen, he could shoot his ass off. That's what I've seen. Okay, like he pulling is, from Steph he, Curry range. Is he as good as Master P? Hmm, that's a good question. That's a good question. Master P actually got a shot in the NBA. Uh, I, I would say yeah, because I didn't think it, I thought Master P getting that chance in the NBA was a damn. He got two chances. Was a damn clown show. <laughs> was, P P was with the Hornets and with and the Raptors. The Raptors yeah. yeah, for all of like seven days <laughs> total. <laughs> hey, more than me, man. Yeah, more than me. Hey, Master you know P what? has lived like the wildest hood person's dreams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's unimaginable. Like, like he's a self-made multi-millionaire, probably that he's playing. Like he made his own movies. Made he, movies. He's been in the NBA. Like this, his life is crazy. He's his life story, music game. <laughs> his life story is going to be crazy. Got a son in the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dude. And you now realize. sending his son to HBCU. 
Right. You guys realize marketing is only 24, man. Do you give up on that? Yes. 24, dude. Yeah. Wow. Time for some different scenery. I'll, I hope you do well elsewhere. <laughs> so Temple and, and Tice and Feliciano and Valentine are unrestricted free agents. So out of that group, you're saying Tice and maybe Temple. Temple shouldn't cost you too much. I keep yeah, Temple I say, Temple just as, I a, say as a veteran Temple. guy. He's he's Temple, a guy that you that you he's need. Thirty five. He's thirty five. He's a he's a he's a glue guy. Glue guy. Okay. Yeah. Tice is just twenty nine. And Javante Green, I think that's the other guy we were trying to think about. Javante. Okay. Green. Yeah. So it was Troy Brown Jr. and Javante Green. Right. And Javante's restricted. He's got the early bird clause. Um, I don't know. We've got to see who else we bring in, but. But Archie and uh, Ryan, Archie and Archie and Archie's gone then, right? Yeah. Archie yeah. Diacono. I like Archie, Archie but yeah. I, I do too, um, but he's 27. He's not going to get any better. Yeah. Maybe yeah, we get can... his little brother. <laughs> but no, I, I – we got a lot of guys that I think we like, but – Somebody's got to go for us to make room for some uh, for some difference mm-hmm. makers. Keep in mind, next the at, end, at the end of twenty twenty two, you got Levine's a free unrestricted, Thad's unrestricted, Sato's unrestricted, and Amino's unrestricted. So mm. you know you got to think when you're making these these declarations about who you want this year. You got to keep in mind you need to have some money for next year too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, big money or at least well, Levine, at the very least. They've already pretty much they've told us that. Zach is getting another contract. Yes, okay. he's, he's who they're building around, so we know that. Right. Um, I think now it's just you go after you get your point guard. Uh, you keep your your couple of glue guys, and the rest we see what happens. But we know we know what the what the uh, their their main objectives and 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 who they're bringing bringing onto this roster are. As as of right now, and that's the the partnership with with Zach and Vooch. Right, right. So, yeah. And now now I feel better. Now we can move on to to you know. Now the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn called out my hosting skills. I, I see what you see. I see you being there, man. It's all good. It just felt unresolved. I was like, we did we decide on what we was doing? You're right. I, I, I'll give you that. You're right. You're right. MVP race. MVPs. Jokic is probably the favorite right now. Still my favorite, but but there's a guy out in Golden State who is trying to uh, trying to mess this whole deal up. No, bump that. No, what? What? Wow, that's why not, like man? Parade, man. What flavor was that hater raid? Was that red Dude, or is he oh, back, man. man? Man, he in a play in, man. I ain't trying. So to get what? That. Man, he in the play in. There's no superstars around. Man, the team. MVP race can't continue to change. It the narrative change the goalposts change every year. It one year is about winning, next thing is about story. If anything, get to CP3. I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue. No, I, I'm I'm with you with that with that smoke. I can't argue with that. Uh, no numbers. So what? Team that, team was, that team was garbage. They made the playoffs last. Almost. No, they, no, they, they didn't. Almost. They were close. They were close. They were close. 
They're oh, in the play. Now they, they did. Then they now they, now they the might bubble, right? now they competing for a top seed. <laughs> give it to Devin Booker then. I, why are you gonna give it to CP and that Devin Booker? Because Devin Booker was already there and and didn't do much. CP was the guy that put it all together, uh, made it work. And give me the guy from State Farm. I don't want no CP. <laughs> but I, I mean, give me his cousin. Clint, I say, uh, uh, I say and, he, and, he, and he wears Jordans. That, I that's say a big joke thing. though. It's joke, and I still got Embiid right behind him. Embiid, so, I, 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 did I tell this you guys about this? I put put a little wager on uh, Embiid on points, and he, he messed me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, against yeah. the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because of that, Embiid is out. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> Embiid is out. <laughs> what are you, you go against the Bulls and just not show up? I'm. I'm I don't understand that. He gave <laughs> us his virtual soul versus us. So already. I lost money on Embiid, so I'm I'm, I'm his, off the Embiid train. His career he high is against us this season. He did score fifty <laughs> against him. nasty. But but we talking about we talking about recent stuff. He can go. All right. Messing up my pockets. How, how are we not talking about a man averaging a triple double that brought that team from the abysmal depths that they were at? To not even being, you know, to being a team that's arguably close to not even being in the play play in. I mean, they, hey, they're still fighting to yeah, be the number six. Hey, still tenth. Hey, see and see, that's my thing. People are quick to mention Steph, right? But they they don't mention Russ at all. That's yeah, why I feel it. Steph can kick rocks. He the <laughs> a in the play in. If we're not gonna mention Russell Westbrook, why should this guy be mentioned? I agree with that. Because we like because he's a likable person. Right. Usually has a lot to do with it. Yeah. That's not like, all. Nah. I mean, you know. I mean, he's been killing, Man. but so is Russ. Russ is <laughs> this triple double tear is crazy. Russ ain't Russ ain't putting up 50. Russ, Russ is putting up 20 plus assists and rebounds. <laughs> Come on, he's averaging like 15 rebounds. Because everybody is boxing there. They, they oh, box out for his see. rebounds. No, but what about the 20 plus assists? They just catching and throwing it up no matter where you get to them. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue that. I can't argue that. Keep but in mind, yeah. like Bradley Bill was like, Look, I used to think that this guy, this is out of his mouth. I used to think this guy was just a stat stuffer. He said, But until you play next to him, you see he does not cheat the game. Russ does not cheat the game. And I, I think Man, you know, you guys, this guy yeah. has made the triple double. An afterthought. Like, like the odds for him to get a triple-double was minus 400. That's crazy. Okay. Steph, in the month of May, 30, 41, 37, 34, 49, 36. And he only scored 21 tonight against the Suns. January and February. You know, you just go show up in May. What you do in January and February? Well, wait, I'm wait. Go saying. look he's at just, go look at Russ. He's just a late a late ad there. That's go all. look at Russ. The last month he's when it comes clown. to triple doubles, <laughs> that dude put up twenty bounds or twenty assists. He put up night. like eight triple doubles in like the last ten games. Let's see. Well, he only he only uh, he only had five rebounds against Cleveland. On April twenty fifth. Oh, is that all? Yeah, that's okay. It. Did you yeah. talk about May? Let's go. Let's go May. <laughs> all right, the month of May. 
He did. He scored 42 against uh, the Mavs. 42, oh, was that 10 a and playoff nine. team. That yeah, was almost a triple double. 42, 12, double and nine. What was he? A assist short or a rebound? I'm going to knock him on that. I'm going to knock him on that. He scored 14.21 rebounds, 24 assists. That's a heavy That's what I'm talking about. That's insane. How does that get ignored? He's not a center. He's, a, he's not a small well, four. It's not, like, it, wait, wait, it's four. not like guys. He's not two low. guard. Wait, 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 it's not like guys are down low banging anymore either, though. Either. It doesn't matter, dude. That's a that lot does, of that jumping. Does matter. That does That's matter. a lot of jumping. It's not like every ball's on the you floor. Guys, he just gets guys it. are guys are chucking up threes, and then you're getting long distance rebounds, and somehow really? he's figuring out where to be. Some somehow, it's just no skill involved. He just I'm, happens to be in the right place. The right I'm just time. saying, it's not like the old days when it doesn't know, matter how many guards throw many elbows guard? down low in order to to get a rebound. So you only respect a rebound if you throw some, some flesh has been involved. Yes, I, I, I respect Dennis Rodman, Charles Barkley <laughs> rebounds, David hey. Robinson rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but you you think the way Russ play? He's tougher than most of these guys. Yes. In this game. That's what I'm saying. Like, cats I mean, are soft now these days, man. Hey, I, I, I feel you, but he's still, that's a lot of jumping, man. 20 can't, rebounds. Can't take that away from him. Hey, 29, 29, 12, and 17 against the Bucks. <laughs> these is video game numbers. 13, 17, no, and I 17. can't do this in the video game. It'd be dry. <laughs> I will say this, man. You know, we, I'm, I'm, you know, I have joking with, with, with right, us. right, right, right. But I mean, man, to get to, like, like you said, over 20 assists a night, 19 rebounds. And I mean, come on, man. That's <laughs> how, how does that happen? Even, even in today's game, you know, not everybody's doing that. So it, yeah, that mean that just honestly, though, honestly, what that tells me is how laxed a lot of these guys play the game today. I'm not going to necessarily say I do think it's softer than past generation, but I think it's more that they don't play a complete game. And Russell Westbrook plays 100% every single possession. Yeah. And and that's why people like, man, they boxing people out to get – no, they boxing out thinking they're going to get the rebound and he's zooming in there and taking it. Okay? And then he gone, like, because he's – his, he's he's playing at 100 miles per hour all game long. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like, and honest, and that's what we've always, as growing up as an athlete, coach, that's what we tell the kids. Go hard from start to finish. And here's a guy who does that at the highest level, and he does not get the credit that, that he deserves. And he's not a spring chicken. It. And he's not a spring chicken either. And he's not young. He's what, 11 or 12 years in the league? Yeah, 30, 32 about years old. 32, right I was going to say about yeah. 32, 33. Yeah. And that, you know, he's had a knee injury, you know. So, he's, you know, he is a guy who's like, you know, played balls out, you know, and the hell with it. And he comes with it all the time. You say he's 100%, 100% of the time. And I, you got to respect that. I mean, in Washington, if he's not in Washington, where are they? Hmm. The Bulls might have a playoff spot. Or a chance at a playoff spot, chance, I'll put it yeah. that way. So let me let me ask this. Uh he he just surpassed uh Oscar Robertson for the most uh most triple doubles in a career, 182. All right. Now I, I remember growing up and everybody talked about how uh how great of a season it was the one time that Oscar did it. 
uh, average a triple double throughout you know in, in one season uh, how great that that season just can't be touched uh though he didn't win the mvp that year i don't think uh if i'm not if I'm not mistaken um i think wilt won the mvp that year from if I get that right. But anyway, that, that, that's neither here nor there. My question is, I don't think you see that same um, reverence, exuberance, for reverence for, for Westbrook. Has him being able to do this, what, the fourth time he's going to have a triple-double? Has it diluted? Mm-hmm. Yes. The, yes. Yeah, the unfortunately, yes. He, he, by him doing it and then repeating it the following year, it seemed like, and then doing it like this, like three times in four years, and now four times in five or six years, it's like, yeah, it's like whatever. But it, it really isn't because it's not that easy. Nobody else is doing that. I mean, you know, LeBron, as great as he is, still doesn't really touch that in terms of an entire year of doing that. It takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of uh, determination to be able to do that and commit to doing that. For and that's and how many games does Russ miss? He doesn't miss too many games, you know. No. He's not he's not sitting out a lot of games, so it's not like he's playing sixty games and getting these triple and averaging a season triple doubles. He's playing like 78, 76, 80 games a season, averaging a, a triple double. Yeah, he's played so far this season. He's played sixty two this season with three to go, and it's a seventy two game season. So that's exactly. yeah, that's not bad. So I, 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 it's yeah. unfortunate. You know, and I think, you know, today's society was so, you know, here today, gone tomorrow kind of thing. And like, what's the next thing that, you know, his like guys like him and Harden, they might not ever really be fully appreciated until several years after they've retired. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look at a guy like Harden, you're like, oh, man, it's just the old man's game. He's bullshit. He's just mm-hmm. out there doing this, doing it. Afterwards, you're going to be like, man, dude, that dude was unstoppable. <laughs> like, like he could score whenever he wanted to. And, and part of his big downfall is the fact that he, you know, fades in the playoffs. Yeah, so that, mm-hmm. That's worked yeah. against him. And same thing with Westbrook. They've never, quote, unquote, won anything. They've only both been to a championship one time real early in their careers. And, you know, of those of those two, Harden has a really good opportunity this year, you know, but I still think that uh, – the Nets may not win it because they don't have a defense. But point being, unless they win a championship, I think a lot of people are just really – and even if they do win one, I think people are just not going to really appreciate what they've done and their contributions to the game until, you know, several years after they've retired. All right. You guys want to move on to football? Sure. Let's talk some, some NFL. Um, I think we've been basking in the glory of the the – Bears drafting Justin Fields that we've missed a couple of things that happened uh, last week. And that's okay. You know, did anything else really matter? Though? It, it did. It really, <laughs> did. it really didn't. I'm well, still... that other, that other, that news we about to talk about that matter. Oh, well, that matter. I was going to say, I'm, I was still drunk off of, off of, uh, off of the draft pick. And, uh, you know, we still got some more partying to do, but uh, there's a soap opera going on to the north of us mm-hmm. in Green Bay. I'm not buying it. So Aaron Rodgers has said that um, he wants some changes made in Green Bay. He doesn't want to play there unless the general manager's gone. Um, and I, I, I understand some of his reasoning, but it's really, in my opinion, it's history repeating itself. 
And, you know, that's karma, man. You know, <laughs> that's this happened when, when he got into the league and Brett Favre uh, was the quarterback. And now he's 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 having to live through what Brett went through. So mm-hmm. uh, very, very interesting. Um, do you guys think that that he's for real, that he he would um, he would sit out if, you know, things don't go his way? I think so. Really? All right, I'm, I'm listening. Explain me this one. Uh, just the person he is. He just comes out to me as a spoiled brat. Like every, like even what you just said is that you kind of feel he's justified. Like he gets so many excuses. He gets so many, and I and I and, I, and yes, he's dominated our division. He's dominated, and he's been put on his pedestal by simply dominating our division because he hasn't dominated the NFL. He's the MVP. He's a two-time MVP. He's one of the MVPs. I'm speaking on a a Super Bowl. Ten years ago. But he's won one. Okay. Name me 20 people who are quarterbacks that won Super Bowl. Okay, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, okay. If that's what y'all want to say, that's fine. But all this comes from his success versus our division. Even with his Super Bowl, it came through winning versus our division. Everything (laughs) about Aaron Rodgers' career is about beating the Bears. The only reason reason they they made the playoffs that year was because – because uh, of us, because of us, and the we reason they got to the we Super Bowl, them in week 16. and the reason they got to the Super Bowl was because of who? Because he beat us. Yeah, yeah. Funny, he ain't beat another team in a conference champ in a championship game. <laughs> That's true. I'm he just saying, not. man. He just saying. Not. How many times he's going to be 13 and three, 12 and four, 14 and two? And the next season is they didn't get him a receiver in the first round. Come on, man. Are we serious? But they haven't, though. I don't care. If since you go 13 and 3, why is that all since, of a sudden a problem when you fail? It's not a 20, problem during the season. Since 2011, they've only drafted one offensive player in the first round. And it was this, and that was, was Jordan was Love. I get it. I get that. That is wild. That, but at the that, end of the day, that doesn't make sense to me. That at the end of the day. I'm a firm believer. You keep having these crazy records. Don't start talking about draft picks when you fail in the postseason, because of because of a rookie ain't putting it shouldn't be the one putting you over the top. Like in my opinion, well, when no, you, but you're you, not. But but he's saying he's not. They're not building. They're not building it that offense. They haven't. You know, up until this point, they haven't built that offense for the future, right? Because that's where that's. I would smoke that? on that one. It ain't a problem when you're 13 and three in the season, but all of a sudden you get well, to the conference well, championship. And three well, because of him, though. Okay, well, okay, well why you can't win in the playoffs because I, of him? Because he doesn't have, he doesn't have as I'm, much help. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, name me the number one receiver that uh, Russell Wilson had when he went to back to back Super Bowls because those were some like regular he had, dudes. He had beast mode in the backfield though. No, 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 no! Stop trying to count. You talk about apples and oranges. Keep it apples. How he many did. number one receiver? How many number one receiver? This dude's got good running backs behind him. Name a receiver that he, he had, had as good as Devontae Adams. I don't care if Devontae Adams wasn't the first round. Yeah, Devontae Adams is all pro. Russell Wilson yeah, had no all pro. That was, that was that was an accident. 
Russell Wilson has no all pro. He had no tight end when he was going to back to back Super Bowls. <laughs> he, he, had, had Jimmy, he had Jimmy Graham. No, he, no didn't. he didn't. No, he didn't. Jimmy Graham was in New Orleans. Jimmy wait, Graham. Wait, 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 wait. When did, when did Jimmy, Jimmy Graham in Seattle? After, after the Super Bowl. That was months. after that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's when they everybody thought they in. was going to continue. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> everybody thought they was going to continue after that because okay. they got Jimmy Graham. He, right. he had a bunch of regular dudes, and they weren't even real big guys. He had he had Golden Tate. Not a first round draft pick, bro. Sorry. That's that's not the point, though. That kind of is the point. Because <laughs> because because guess what? Russ beat Rogers. Rogers had the lead, and Russ came back and beat him, throwing to no name receivers to win the game. But point the point is, if he you're was all that, the Legion of Boom, though. If you're all that in a bag of chips. Like he says, he is. He is. Then when you've been, he, it's not like thing. he hasn't been to the playoffs. It's not like he hasn't been to conference championship games. He's been to about three or four conference championship games since he's been to a Super Bowl, and and he's had two or three of them at home, where they're supposed to be unbeatable because it's the frozen tundra, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, turned really messed up for them. He, he lost to a fifty-five-year-old man last time. <laughs> Tom Brady came in I, with his sixty-year-old arm and beat him. Man, like, like he I, didn't I beat really, him by himself. Uh, it looked like it in the first half. And if Tom Brady wasn't so generous and brought Green Bay back into the game, exactly, it, it, it would have been the blowout that it should have been. He gave Aaron Rodgers opportunities. And then Aaron's like, "I'm not going to run this one in. I'm going to kind of go out of bounds with that one." So I mean, come on, man, this dude's had an opportunity. They they played. Uh, San Francisco at home when they had Colin Kaepernick, you know, before the world turned on Colin Kaepernick, you know, San Francisco, a West Coast team, beat them in Flatbow Field, the frozen tundra, you know, and then they, they lost beat the them at Green Bay. I don't remember that. Yes, they beat them at Green Bay twice. They beat them with Colin year, Kaepernick, the, and then they beat them last year with Garoppolo year. or even before well, Garoppolo last. was in San Fran. Yeah, they beat them with Garoppolo and he beat them with Kaepernick. San Francisco won a playoff game at Green Bay. Yes, I don't remember that. Actually, you, you guys are you guys are. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. remember I, that. I know. I know Garoppolo won in San Fran. I know that one was in San Fran. Oh, I'm sorry, that was San I can't, Fran. But I can't remember still. that one with uh with Captain. Wait a minute, 2012. Don't doubt me, man. That was 2012, right? <laughs> Don't give me another year. I don't know, <laughs> but but they they lost. They lost at home because I uh, Green Bay had a better record. Uh, no. Uh, oh no, 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 no wait, wait, that's twenty twelve. They didn't play. No, that was that was in San Francisco. Kaepernick beat them at at Candlestick. Mm. Well, this was the first year he had. This is when, when when the Niners went to the Super Bowl against Baltimore that year. So this was the first year he had a home playoff game. So 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 they must be a home the, championship. Game. They must have beat him the next year at at Green Bay then, but it wasn't a conference championship. Let's see. Okay, they beat him in the wild card round. Okay, you I got to save okay. face a little bit. I know they. I know. I know they beat him. In Green they beat Bay. Them, yeah, they beat them in Green Bay in the wild card. So that was the you following year? Yeah. Okay. 20, 23-20. Okay. 
So yeah, and there you go. So it was a playoff game. All right, I get yeah, you. playoff game. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, he's been to what? How many conference championships has he been to? Four? Right, but but he's screaming it, and with that, he's screaming, "Hey, I need some help." Bring you get into the conference championship. How all of a sudden you don't have help now? You're good enough to get to the conference championship. Now all of a sudden because you're, look you're not what good. When, he, when he's gone, man. What year was it when when uh, when McClellan knocked him out, and they and they they barely made it to the playoffs because he was he was hurt. Remember that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not talking about the injured dude. I'm talking about the dude who's gone to the conference. I'm finals. saying without him, they're nothing. But that's a different argument. I'm not saying there anything without him. Right. We're saying but, that. But but my thing is, it's so look like this ain't the NBA, right? NBA, you can dominate a team during the regular season, or you can have a dominant record. But at the end, when it's a series, the better team will prevail. Right. In football, you go 13 and three. It ain't like the teams you keep meeting in the conference championship game. Yeah, you got your scouting reports in the NFL, but it ain't like you played them over and over. So it's like, oh, they just got his number. No, man. Like, how come you can't come through at that moment? In a regular season, you always do. What changes in the playoffs for you? What changes? Well, like, it's not the, it's not because you don't have the receivers, man. You had the receivers all year. I mean, I'm not saying it's all on Rodgers, but I'm asking, saying all he's asking for is, hey, get me, please bring me some talent. Let's not have to, but, you know, no, turn I'm fifth not, round picks into all pros every year. No, I'm not buying that because when you throw, what did he throw, 40 touchdown passes this year or something like that? And like three interceptions or whatever? Yeah. And his tight end was like leading the league and like touchdowns for tight ends. It's like, yeah. dude, you got what you, you little clearly you have weapons. You, you, you're dropping dimes. So don't tell me we, you don't have weapons. But he wants, all he's asking for is some first round help. That's it. First round help doesn't guarantee anything. It helps. Oh man. Wham, if, wham, if wham. Make, if you make the right pick, it helps. Uh, you know, and that's okay. all he's saying. Let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Riddle me this, Batman. Yes. How many first round wide receivers have won Super Bowls in the last 10 years? I, I have no clue. Exactly. I have no clue. Do you know that? No, but I, there's not a lot of them. I mean, <laughs> Julio, Julio would have been one of them, but he they ended up not winning that one. Brady's been winning Super Bowls without first round or first, right. first round the, wide receivers. The one year he had elite wide receiver, he lost. He lost. <laughs> You know, yeah, they lost, they, lost, this year. they lost because somebody made a ridiculous helmet hey, catch. Hey. And that guy wasn't a first-round pick, by the way. So I'm just saying, I don't want to hear I need a first-round round receiver to make me win. And when when uh, when the Ravens won, they didn't have a first-round wide receiver. I'm saying it helps. That's all I'm saying. It helps. Hey, Mahomes, he didn't have a first-round wide receiver. Okay. Does he? Mahomes had no, I take first that, I take that back. I take that back. They had Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but he, he he was an import, but he didn't do nothing in the game. Anymore. He had some first round offensive line help, though. Well, he's got a couple of first rounders. No, he doesn't. Not on the offensive line. No, Bakhtari is not a first rounder. Let's see. Now, fourth rounder, you're right. Fourth round, yeah, yeah. 
109th overall. Yeah, I'm saying he has not since 2011. They haven't had a first round pick on the offensive side of the ball. That's ridiculous. But has that hampered them? And that's why they lose it. That that's he's that's saying what... that he's not he's not getting the top help on on his side of the ball oh. because they say, hey, we've got Aaron Rodgers. He's the 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 quarterback of our quarterbacks. We can we don't have to really you know concentrate on on that side of the ball because he's he's gonna take care of it. That's oh, okay. that's that's how he feels. I, I think you, you just because you're a first round doesn't necessarily mean you're that guy. And he's had some talented players and Cobb and Randall Cobb and and Jordy Nelson and but they Monte Adams. Yes, and 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 he made them better. And and you know uh, they fell into that 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 Green Bay system, and you know it worked out. Yeah, okay. But he's saying he he wants, you know, some elite level talent to come in right away to help. Or else he's gonna he's gonna wham wham his way out of Green Bay, huh? Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see an issue with that. Dude, I don't know. I, I've seen Brady it win happen, Super Bowls. It happens in the NBA all the time and no one no one bats an eye about it. I've seen Brady win Super Bowls without first round talent. I've seen Russell Wilson win Super Bowls without first round talent, or go to Super Bowl without go to Super Bowls without first round talent. I don't think that that necessarily has to be the reason why you win per se. I think it's a composite of your team, how your team functions, and those players functioning in those roles. And yes, there'll be times where your quarterback will make players better. But guess what? That's kind of the job description of being an NFL quarterback. And when you're a hall of fame quarterback, we expect you to do hall of fame things. I mean, Tom Brady's done it for decades, literally. <laughs> I mean, guys are the second decade. Not this year. Oh, he's not going to, what, 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 not this year. He's got too much I mean, first round won, talent. He won, he won with a lot of first round talent. Yeah. Okay. In Tampa Bay. Yeah. A new team. Jeez, cut the guy yeah, slack. But, He's 75 but see, years old. But but see, this is this is how it goes. Through the regular season, they got dominated by New Orleans. They got beat by the Rams. They got beat by they beat the Packers. They did beat the bad. Packers. Lost to the Bears. They lost to the Bears. So all that so the Bears all, are an elite organization. But but all that all that no. talent. All <laughs> they didn't lose talent. to the Packers. They beat the Packers twice this year. That's why I said they beat the Packers. Right, but right, right. they lost to these other teams. And all that elite talent. Was not a fact. They all oh, he he came back with this elite talent and thinking it was just gonna be easy. But then when he wins in the end, the narrative changed. It's like the reverse when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. It's all gravy until he loses in the end. Then the narrative changes. He sounds, doesn't have help. Right. Sounds to me like it's uh, it's not my fault. What it sounds like he's trying well, to hey, say. Here's to hopefully. Uh, Rodgers is so ticked off that he either sits out or, you know, he's able to get the Jeopardy job and goes out to L.A. and, and you know, becomes the next Alex Trebek. Here's the hoping <laughs> of that. And that would only help my team. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I, but I, I, I understand what he's going through up there. Uh, Devontae Adams is going to make him come back. You'll see. He ain't going nowhere. Didn't Devontae Adams just said he was with him? I know, so, but Devontae's under contract. Devontae's not Aaron Rodgers. Devontae is going to have to play this year, so he's going to convince Aaron to play one more year. <laughs> well, I, yeah. You know how great that would be to see Jordan Love 
as a starting quarterback for the yeah, it would be wonderful. Yes, <laughs> but at least this season, yes. he might he might turn out to be. You know, I can't remember the last time the Packers had a had a, a bad quarterback, bad QB. Yeah, yeah, I can't either. It went from Lynn Dickey to it might have been a one guy in between there. And then it was like Mikowski, Favre, yeah. <laughs> then. And even their backups were like Aaron Brooks, Mark Brunell, Hasselbeck. Yeah, they had backups that went oh, to other Jesus. places and killed. It, it, it went to playoff games and Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's about time. Oh. It's about time for Green Bay to, you know, get some of this, some of this bad QB karma. Wouldn't mind that. Um, some other news here. Tim Tebow looks like he's gonna sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, as is. a tight end, though he's never played the position, hasn't played football in what six, seven years, but is able to get a job with uh, with his former coach, uh, Urban Meyer. What's this say about about the league here? Because um, I, I I have some issues with it. It just, it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem right that you know some guy who. Did, did, would you call him a, a failure? I don't know if he failed. He's a bust. He was a bust. Bu- yeah, he was a bust. And it's now, you know, bust. ten years later, is able to still get another chance. I don't, I don't understand that. Well, they should. I, mm, my fault. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead no, I was just gonna say they, they should have said to him what they said to Lamar. You know what? You're not good enough to be a quarterback. You should try another position. He should have been a tight end to begin with, or an H back. You know, I mean, guy, come on, man. That, that's I thought they told him that. I think it kind of came up after it came he failed after he miserably. Said no. Yeah, yeah. After he failed so miserably in in uh, Denver when he went to the Jets, they were like, "Okay, maybe you should think about it." And he's like, "No, no." Then he thought about it for a little bit. I think he played a little fullback or something like that. Then he he's like, "Nah, I'm done. I'm not. You know, no. I'm 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 a quarterback. I'm I'm not doing this. I'm Tim Tebow." And he stepped away. He went to TV. Uh-huh. But I, man, I mean, it, you know. NFL likes a good story, I guess. Um, it, you know, it's good to be Tim Tebow, I guess. You know, he's got some a little bit of icon-ish, icon-like stuff behind him because of what he did, you know, at Florida, the little speech he made, and they went on to win a championship. And Of course, you know, him kneeling, which is a whole different subject matter, but mm-hmm. how that was, you know, taken in a positive way and, because he is a person of faith that he puts out there, and I don't begrudge him that. But these kind of things, and he's he's a, he's a he's a pop culture question, you know. He, he's he's a part of pop culture, and so now you know this opportunity he he's getting. It's a little bit of nepotism, no doubt about it. But you know, whatever, man. It's that's Jacksonville's problem, not ours. Yeah. Yeah. So for me. Uh, I've, I've been battling with this for days because I'm a lot like you easy, like it's, it's some BS, but I don't, I don't make it as an NFL problem. I make it as an Urban Meyer problem. Hmm. I mean, if like, it's starting to become a, a repetitive thing. It's, it's, if you are my friend, I'm a lookout for you. I'm gonna give you a chance. I mean, you go back to Iowa State with the whole situation that got him up out of there. Then you look at him bringing in the guy from Iowa, knowing the history, and then it's all about the, uh, the uh, that's coach. my yeah, that's yeah. my that's my friend. 
and then and then Tebow. I, I'm gonna say what I gotta say about him, but but for Tebow knew when to do this. Sure, he knew when to do this because the, that's why I say it's not an NFL problem because no other NFL team would have did would have gave him the opportunity. Urban Meyer gave him that opportunity. I put this on Urban Meyer. I don't put it on nobody else. And and Urban Meyer is going to find himself out the NFL very fast. Because decisions he are continuously showing and making are rubbing them people in that organization. The players and other people come from what I'm hearing. Other coaches is like, what the hell is this? Like they don't even agree with it. And and he's he's making these decisions off his relationships with these people, not for the benefit of the team and the organization It's the, the good old boys club with him. Yeah. Like, and then you look at Tim Tebow, he's like a him. He's like a, a healthy make a wish kid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I, what is that? I explained that one to me. So he gets to the NFL. He's a, he's an unsuccessful quarterback. He's told that he should change positions. He says no. He ends up getting released at some point. Then he decides, okay, you know what? I'm going to try baseball. Now, that's a big slap in the face for guys. I, I didn't have aspirations of going pro, but I know many people that did and didn't get drafted after playing college baseball or something like that. But this guy, because he's in the media, <laughs> he can just flat out say, and and like and and before I say this, I know people that's listening are probably gonna say, well, Jordan did it. Well, Jordan did it in a strike season when they picked up replacement baseball players, if I'm not mistaken, right? Nah, he was, it was the year before that. Yeah. They, sure? they they looked at yeah, they looked at Jordan yeah. the same way. Well, well, hey, I did too. I think it was, but I but I thought it was some parameters around that that was a little different, but yes, I I wouldn't, I don't exalt him either. But like, okay, then you decide you Tim Tebow hasn't played a meaningful football game in 10 years. 10 years. They keep saying he was last on the NFL roster in 2015. He was on a practice squad roster in the preseason. He didn't make the roster. Like, so that don't count. Like, it's been 10 years, and this guy. All of a sudden, he, he fails in baseball. Okay. Okay, you know what? I'm bored again. I want to be a tight end. And he gets the opportunity. Like, like what? Like, that's crazy. And I was glad Des Bryant came out and spoke because. I didn't see what, it, what did Des say. Well, he said, man, this guy had been on the NFL roster for damn near 10 years. And just like that he gets an opportunity and like, and then he elaborated. He just was saying like how he feel like our people have to stick together like they do, you know, and, and, you know, provide those opportunities for others that, that, you know, that those that they provide for each other that we just will just ignore, you know? And it's like, it makes sense. Like he, he was struggling to find another job after being released from the Cowboys. Yeah. And and I'm sure as hell that he's far better than Tim Tebow <laughs> if he was to move to, to tight end. 
Like, come on, man. It's crazy. Do you, do you think he makes the roster? No. Is this another publicity stunt? <laughs> that's what I, that's part of. I, I saw it as that. You know, this is a way to uh, to get some extra season tickets. You got uh, you got Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence coming in, and now you got you know Florida's own Tim Tebow. Yeah, you got two uh, national champions on the yeah, same team. Yeah, One yeah. Th- well, this, this is the first time a national champion is thrown to another national champion. I don't know. I thought this case, is but... this is a way to 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 uh, to raise the profile of the Jaguars. Um, in that what what do you call that the North Florida Panhandle area, you know, just just to create some buzz. Yeah, well, There's no a, way this guy makes the roster. No, you no a, shot. You got a guy who won a, a national champion, or well, actually technically two national championships at the University of Florida, playing for a Floridian team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it's the same thing as Jordan. I mean, Jordan wins championships for the Bulls. He plays for the Bulls owner. In terms of his baseball team, you know, minor league baseball team. Well, I got it. I, I have a, a, a theory on that. I don't know if I can share it, but I, I'm I'm being tongue in cheek. It's the same yeah, thing, but it's yeah. not the same thing. I think <laughs> yeah. the, I think the Jordan thing is different for a lot of various reasons. <laughs> I think Jordan's uh, loss of his father definitely had a sentimental value to uh, the owner, uh, Reinsdorf, saying, you know, hey, you know, give him a shot and you've done so much for my other organization, right, <laughs> you know, right. with three championships and you are the greatest basketball player that's ever played. So, Hey, you know, no harm, no foul. I suppose to Tim Tebow, where like you're saying, you pointed out so eloquently smoke, the dude's been out of like football <laughs> for a decade and he's a failed football player and a failed baseball player. But yeah. how does this dude keep failing up? Yeah, he's <laughs> failing and getting these opportunities. So that, that, that is a little unfair. I would agree. Smoke, with smoke. You brought up the fact that uh, you know Tim Tebow gets this shot, and you have a lot of guys that are looking for that opportunity. That you know that takes um, a chance from someone else. Um, and you look at uh, HBCUs. There were no uh, no players from HBCUs. Uh, drafted drafted in the NFL draft uh, this year. Um, uh, Deion Sanders has been, you know, fighting for this, um, uh, for more notoriety for, for HBCUs. And uh, he's catching a lot of backlash from uh, coaches, uh, established coaches in the, in the HBCU world. Um, saying that, you know, it's unfair to the guys that have worked their way up. And now you have uh, these high profile guys like Dion and Eddie George that are taking their spots. Um, is, is, do you think that's, a, that's an issue? And Smoke, I'll start with you because uh, you are a Grambling, Grambling State alum. And this, this, should, this should hit you pretty, uh, pretty hard. Yeah. There. It don't hit me hard. I mean, at the end of the day, we always – being with being from the HBCU community, we always speak on how we don't get notice, we don't get the notoriety and things of that nature. And we have a we have a a polarizing figure come through who was all about the show, was all about you know putting on a show and being seen, and he's he's doing that, and people don't like it, you know. And, and my thing is, what what is it going to take then, like? If, if Dion can't help 
the HBCUs get the notice, the notoriety that they that we want, and we feel we you know we deserve it to an extent. Like, what will happen? Like, I mean, he's he's bringing light to to different things that that other coaches just sit back and accept. And see, at the end of the day, he don't have to accept those things. He can easily not coach at Jackson State and be fine. So I, I think that's the part that rubs the other coaches the wrong way because it's like he he gets away with things that we can't typically necessarily get away with. And, and I think they actually are underestimating themselves in a sense because I think they can speak out to certain issues. It just didn't have the balls to do it. Now you have a guy who has the balls to do it and know, and he and he is a known character in in the world of sports. So man, I, I'm I'm with Dion. Yeah, I'm a grambling man. I'm grambling man to the day I die. I'm a root for against Dion against grambling until I die. But at the end of the day, the things he speak about, I I stand for it, man. I. I I mean, how could you not? But should, should he have come in with that type of um, bluster, bravado? Bravado, yeah, that's that's the word I was looking for. That type of uh, uh, bravado, um, you know, because it look it, it it almost comes off as yeah, the HBCU coaches aren't about nothing, you know. They've let this product lag, and now I'm going to come, and I'm, I'm going to be the savior for it. I think that that's what rubbed mm-hmm. them the wrong way. You, you know, I look at uh, – it's funny. Um, uh, Southern's coach. Dawson Odom. Yeah, yep, that's there him. You go. So Dawson Odom's left Southern for uh, Norfolk State. And yeah, in, his, in his introductory press conference, he yeah. thanked um, – the Norfolk State administration for not going with, um, with the popular uh, um, star status coaches and going with someone who, who rose through the ranks. Uh, it, was, it was sort of a shot at Dion. You know, I understand where he's coming from, but it, it feels almost like a, a crabs in a barrel type situation. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I, I think it's uncalled for. I mean, how, how, how do you come at Dion for that? He didn't hire himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, and what pressure was Southern putting on you to make you feel that you had to make that move? Because that that's all it sounds like to me. It sounds like Southern was putting some some crazy pressure on him to do some things that he like, you only got me doing that because Dion is in town. Like, because Dion is a part of the conference now. Because I'm like, Dion ain't hire himself. He can't. That's like with that's like with the Tebow thing. I'm not. I can't be mad at Tebow for saying he want to do something. Mm-hmm. But I can call out the person who grant that opportunity. Right, right, <laughs> right. Like, like Dion said, he wanted to coach. Hey, Jackson saw the opportunity to rebuild to bring the light back on their program, which was in the shitter for, for a while now, like, and they saw opportunity and Hey, they cashed in on it. Like, 
is what it is. And and seeing Southern is a is an attractive location, I think. So they probably was putting some pressure on him. Because it's Baton Rouge, it's it's semi-city life, so and not too far from New Orleans. So a coach might not, a big time coach may take that opportunity. Well, I don't that. know. You got you got LSU right next door. Yeah, you know, like I think I think my school is gonna be one of them odd men out. Grambling, anybody trying to come live in Granville, Louisiana? <laughs> <laughs> but but you do. What, why why did you go to Granville? What 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 made you say Granville is the place for me? I mean, coach showed interest in. That was why for me, my cousin had went there, but I had never been to Granville. I'd never been down there. I didn't go on a visit. Anything. So your first your first time going to uh, seeing Grambling was when you got down there. When I got year. down there. Okay. So yep. had you not, if you if you weren't getting any interest from baseball, there's no way you would have gone to Grambling. I wouldn't have went to Grambling. Okay. Yep. I wouldn't have. Uh, but I got the interest in baseball, and that's how I ended up there. I initially was supposed to went to Arkansas Pound Club. No, they HBCU. I, All right. Yeah. Like that's why I initially was going, but. <laughs> Things didn't work out there. Coach at Grambling came up to Chicago. They were they were about to play Jackson State at uh in Gary. They used to have a they used to have a classic game there uh that they had started at that time and then they got rid of it. But uh they were they came up to Gary to play Jackson and he stopped. We had our semi-on spring classic at Washington Park. He came over there because my my high school co- coach Frank went to Grambling, as well as my mentor Robert Fletcher, who also was my coach my freshman year at Simeon. He went to Grambling, so that's who had Coach Sapp at the time come watch me, come see me at Grambling. I mean, come see me at Simeon, and the rest was the history. Like everything we talked about, he was one hundred percent honest with me, and you know, I was like, you know what, this is a place for me. Right. Granted, he wasn't my coach past my freshman year, but you know, the next coach came in, same thing. Coach Barry Ray, like same, same style. So it was like best years of my life. I mean, it was it was luck that I got there. <laughs> and I wouldn't change it for the world. I would I would think that they would want to embrace the Dion because yeah. It brings some some extra light, and, yeah. and maybe it'll help, you know, a guy coming down the line uh, the next couple of years, getting extra look by the NFL. That that's mm-hmm. just me. I agree. I agree. So <laughs> the question, aside from some of the blowback that these coaches or some people may have towards Dion and Eddie George and people with somewhat of a star status trying to quote unquote dip back into uh, the HBCU coaching scene, um, bringing light. It, apparently it, it didn't work when it came to the NFL draft, right? Because no year. players, not this year, but my question is, and this is where I was kind of wondering, it's like, because uh, the SWAC and, and the conferences and HBCUs, uh, the MEAC and the SWAC, if I remember correctly, 
they they didn't play until springtime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So could that have added to? I I think so. Well, Coaches, no. But here's the deal. Though. Here's the deal. I mean, none, I, of the, none of the players that played this spring were eligible for the NFL draft. So you're saying they would have to have gone on last year's footage? Is what you're yes, saying? Yes. I think that's not good enough. Why? Because they're HBCUs compared to everybody else. Because my question just, is just the just I, the way they they view us. Well, not see. I think I think that hurt. It hurt because number well, number one, like I said, the the, the players that played this spring um, weren't weren't eligible, and they had nothing to go by in um, from twenty 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 film from the fall uh, when the the um, FBS schools played right. Right now. There were some FBS guys that uh, decided to not play um, and then enter the draft, and they got looks. I mean, look at uh, well, the, uh, the Bears' right? second-round pick. Yeah, he only played in a handful of games and then uh, bowed out, you know. Right. Um, in I mean, but like, yeah, like, like so, GM just said, though, Trey Lance. Trey Lance played. only played one game. Right, but he but he was a you know a sought after prospect. We we knew going into uh, before COVID happened that he was going to be uh, a high pick. So I think I guess what I'm I think the scouts just didn't you know they 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 were lazy and you know just well you know what we're just going to go off of what we know right now. Wow, um, and and not worry about what happened because I because I look back man when I played. Uh, when, when I play, I only played one year, but when I was in college, uh, I was on a team. I, t- I told Glenn this. I was on a team that had uh, three draft picks and numerous um, undrafted free agents that signed with with teams that at least got a shot uh, to join mm-hmm. a roster. Uh, we had Cordell Taylor in '97 was a second round pick by Jacksonville. We had. Uh, uh, Tico Dalton was a six-round pick by Minnesota in '99, and uh, Jason Thomas was a seventh-round pick by San Diego in 2000. So, like I said, on that the one team I played on, we had three draft picks on that team, and there was there were scouts. I, I remember scouts coming to our practices, um, taking a look. So I don't I don't think it's that they um, they don't value the HBCUs. I just think that. You know, they say, you know, for the lower level schools, let's not even worry about it. Let's just concentrate on what we know from from the 1A schools right now Well, for, for this draft. See, I, I was wondering that. And then I looked to see if schools at the same, you know, playing level were, were taken. And if it was just one or two, okay. But as I look, you got two guys from North Dakota State, two guys from Northern Iowa, a guy from central Arkansas, a guy from central Missouri, a guy from Charleston, a guy from Concordia, St. Paul, which I never heard of before. And a guy from Wisconsin Whitewater who I saw at the senior bowl. So it wasn't like they didn't look at some of these players, some other things. And you're talking about a, an entire conference, two conferences that no one was, was taking or, or not one player at all. And we know that any given year, I mean, the Bears have Tariq Cohen is a prominent mm-hmm. player from, you know, uh, HBCU. You know, um, we've seen other players, 
you know, that come from that conference that have been good and contributed and be solid players. You know, if not, sometimes even have an all pro. I mean, Tariq Cohen was actually made the Pro Bowl, you know, so in his rookie year. So I, I, I think it speaks to kind of what, you know, what, what Smoke was saying is that, you know, the respect isn't there, they're overlooked. And there's a lot of implied bias, it seems, against HBCUs. And some of that seems to trickle over into the attitude that some of these coaches who are HBCU, HBCU coaches have. In a sense, it's like, this is my stuff, stay away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to other guys trying to bring, you know, other guys being Dion and, and Eddie George. It's, it's almost like, like you said, crabs in a barrel. It's kind of cutting your nose off to spite your face. It's like, well, you keep arguing this point against these guys that can bring some kind of some limelight and some, some, some shine to the programs and HBCUs. And when you do that, you're, you're setting up situations where your players who are playing hard, just as hard as anybody else in the country, aren't getting the opportunities that they should be getting because – you know, no one's giving them the time of day because there isn't any emphasis on looking at them. And mm-hmm. so I, I think you kind of create some of your own problems in a way. It's kind of like that, you know, dog chasing his tail or kind of, you know, creating your own issues. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where the fix is. I don't know where, where you know, how you solve this problem. I mean, money clearly always seems to be a driving factor, but how do you bring, you know, uh, that type of, uh, you know, revenue towards these teams? Because you don't, you don't have the TV deals, you know? So, so do you, do you try and use streaming deals? Maybe you can make, find your money there. Maybe you try, you know, YouTube or you try Amazon. No, they've got deals with you. But I'll say this. I'm, I'm talking about better deals than what they have with those guys. I'm, yeah, I'm they're not, they're yeah. not going to get a Big Ten no, SEC I'm not, type deal. No, 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 no. understand what I'm saying. When I say better deal, I mean something that it, it puts that spotlight on you. Because if you're getting the ESPN deal, you're, being, you're shown on ESPN 3 or ESPN 2. Forget that. Get something to where you're the main attraction and you're driving that that because otherwise you're just going to always be playing second fiddle. It's like a soccer team. Soccer teams playing in a NFL but stadiums. You know, how are you going to how are you going to get that type of deal in the fall when every other conference is playing? And they, excuse me, I, they've got I, deals with with all the other Power Five conferences. I'm I I I don't know. I'm saying you got to put your foot in somewhere. It's it's going to be tough to get the ESPN deal or, or the network deal. So you're going to have to start, try to some of the streaming things. And maybe it's not Hulu. Maybe it's not you know. Maybe it's FX. You know. Maybe it's mm-hmm. somebody else. But something where you can get a foothold. You make it your own. You're that main attraction, and you start generating some revenue, and you can start moving forward. Because if there, there's no revenue there. The stadiums, hey, that's, that's, the stadiums, the stadiums true. don't generate enough, and and there's the, the you know ESPN and them are giving them booty deals. I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying. And it's like even with that, it's like you know maybe only the top teams that people are aware of you see are we want to see your marching bands. I just want to be like, man, screw you, the marching bands. We play football here, okay? 
You know, yeah, I, easy, easy on the marching bands. Man. No, no, they're they're fantastic, <laughs> but I don't, I don't. I, it's like I don't, I don't want them pandering to us because of the marching band. Yeah, those aren't the guys that are playing on Sunday. Okay, we want the athletes to be able to, you know, get that type of because they used to, you know, back when things were more segregated. Some of your Hall of Fame players are coming from HBCUs. Yeah, yeah. NFL was dipping into them and just you know taking them. To the point that the colleges are like, well, whoa, 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 wait a second. Maybe, maybe we can get some of these players. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the money factor became the issue because now all of a sudden, these players, the, who are the attractions, you know, the guys that, that could sell out Yankee Stadium, you know, now those guys are playing for Ohio State, Michigan State, instead of Grambling State and Southern or, you know, whatever this powers might have been during that time or so Morgan State, you know what I'm saying? So, so how do you, you you're not going to, the genie's out the bottle. You're not going to be able to bring that quality of athlete in number, in mass, back to HBCUs. You're just not. There's no way you're going to convince me that I'm going to go to Tennessee State as opposed to Tennessee when I look at the amenities that Tennessee has, when I look at the history that Tennessee has in terms of the players going to the pros and all that, so on and so forth. You just, you're not going to get those five-star guys. You might get one or two. You're not going to get them in mass. Not enough to make that kind of a difference. So the players won't be that kind of attraction like they were when you were getting the four or five star players because of segregation. So you've got to find some way to generate revenue. So you can consistently get three and four star guys and some, some solid two star guys, but basically you're getting look sees at your program. So you can watch these players because these guys are going to stay for four years more times than not. They're not going to leave after their redshirt sophomore year. They're probably not even going to be redshirted. They're going to probably play every single year. And that's something that HBCUs can sell too. Hey, look, we're not going to redshirt you. You come here, you're going to play right away. Right. You know, and so you play for three years, you play for four years. Those guys are going to play that amount of time. And when you play that amount of time, you become a Khalil Mack. You come from being 6'4", 220 to being 6'4", 250 and a beast. You see what I'm saying? So you have those opportunities to be able to do those things when you're able to stay for three or four years. And that's what the HBCU can offer, but no one sees the tree in the forest and knows it goes down if they don't have a TV camera there. So we need to get those TV cameras there and it's not gonna come from the major networks. It's mm-hmm. gonna have to, maybe the streaming services can be a way for them to do that. I don't know what streaming service it is, but you can find one and maybe that's how you can start to generate the revenue for not just these teams, but for the conferences and then, you know, have some solidarity, you know, stop, stop looking at that's everybody as your enemy, you know, and, and yeah. look at every opportunity that's, that's, as an opportunity yeah. to, to be able to, you know, grow from and, 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 and basically be able to you know, have some sense of growth <laughs> and, 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 and flourish with that. And so you become more of a draw. So now you can reinvest that money that you're generating from the conferences and from uh, these, whatever revenue streams you have into stadiums, into the dorms, because I'll tell you what, let's like smoke said, ain't nobody coming to Grambling state. Well, you got to make it attractive, man. You know, if I was attractive, I I tell you one thing, when I was there, when I got there in 2005, August, 2005 to way it looked now, it's a whole different campus. I'm just, I'm just saying this, the little, little town is, I mean, you got rust in Louisiana right there. But it's you it's, know, a, it's a lot of major colleges that are in small rinky dink towns though, and they work. Yeah, but but them small rinky dink colleges. I mean, them towns. It's like the college is like a right. city. 
Right. You talk about is Alabama. Like versus right. like Grambling is like uh, it, 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 it like I've been to some schools like other big universities in yeah. in some small towns, but it's like that university looks like a city. <laughs> I, mean, I, versus, look, I look at like uh, you know like I've been to um, to University of Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm-hmm. It's a town in the middle of nowhere, but it athletes go there. It works, you know. Yeah, but it's Virginia, uh, though. And, and, you know, like you said, that the, the university is the town. Mm-hmm. You know, the university is big enough to accommodate all these different activities and, in the town. But I'm saying, but I'm, but I'm saying that that being in a small town in the middle of nowhere should not be yeah, but an excuse. It, but like the, their their and their what's their enrollment? Well, your like, UVA's enrollment like, is ridiculous. Yeah, like you get what I'm saying? Like that 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 plays a fact. That tell that tells you in itself how big of a university it is versus you know a Grambling. Grambling, like I said, from the time I got there. They redone the football. They redone the football field. Before I graduated, we had an actual basketball arena versus playing in a little gym. Yeah. Like they, they, they've made major upgrades to the campus. They are they're finishing up the new intramural center now, the new library. They like, like it's much new stuff there, but it's still compacted into that small area. It's still like not that big it's like a, a like maybe a five mile might not even be five miles it might like be two and a half mile radius like it's just not it's just not very big of a it's, it's a beautiful campus now versus when i first got there it was like oh god what is this <laughs> but 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 today it is a beautiful campus like that's one thing that makes me real proud to see that it went from what looking like projects to looking like uh a wealthy neighborhood like that's how it that's how good much has changed uh i want to touch on some GM said when he was saying, like, you know, it takes, you know, the coaches to basically be on one accord. And I'm like, just looking at Dion and like, well, all this, like you said, the different streams of revenue to bring in and the different platforms. Like, it just comes to mind, like, getting with the times. Like, Dion does a lot of stuff on social media that a lot of these coaches are not doing yeah. like because they're stuck in the old ways. Like Dion is doing things to appease to the, to the generation that he's trying to attract. Dion is a, he's a marketing genius. Like he's more like he's, he's marketing the program. Like, and that's things he's highlighting Jackson state. Like, like, and I mean, I can't be mad at it. It has so many people who didn't care for swipe football all of a sudden popping up telling me how Jackson gonna kick Grambling ass. <laughs> like, 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 wait, you didn't need first off, your child go to a, a different swag school, but you so <laughs> but you so concerned about because you know Grambling has been the, the the class of the conference. You talking about how Dion like so people are paying attention, like he's drawing attention to his program, 
but but he needs the help of the rest of the conference to bring the attention to the rest of the conference. Right, right. Like it's not his duty to bring attention as Jackson State coach to Grambling State University. Like, no, Fobbs, you got to get on board with him. And you all, now the attention is on Jackson State and Grambling. Like, like, and it's like, man, like, don't be a crab in a barrel. Like, jump on board. Like, change the narrative. He's trying to do something different that we have not seen within that conference. I tell you, we have not had a charismatic coach within that conference like him, not even close to who he is. Like, and now we have somebody who is going to try to put the program at least put it out there in different ways, the best ways he can. I mean, like jump on board. And the more it's power in numbers. We always say that. So if more guys join in on the force and do what they got to do for their program to the level that he's going to do for his program, things will start. We will start to see the little change. Because like you said, Jim, we're never going to be able to compete with those other schools. People are not going to choose Southern over LSU. Like, it's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. But there will be some benefits for those who do choose Southern. Who, exactly. not choose Southern, but for those who have to, that's the best they can do. And, like, they can develop it, it with the help, like, generate, getting, getting money revenue, generating in, and just things could change yeah, on man. a small scale. For the yeah, bigger picture. I think you'll be able to attract, you know, maybe a four-star guy that wants to play right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you, I'm just saying you're not going to get 10 of those guys. You're not going to get 10, you know? And- right? <laughs> but if you get one, that and one could be enough to really help a program, you know, you know, get a little more limelight, but also flourish. And, and that four-star guy might have a satellite of three-star guys that are on his team or that play on the neighboring team or that play in his neighborhood or that play he's in the got, same conference. That play there. Right. And, and so now you're bringing in a little bit better talent. But again, these are all guys that will say, hey, instead of me backing up and being a red shirt guy at, you know, LSU or mm-hmm. at Tulane even, now I have an opportunity that I can play right away. Yep. And I know I'm as good as that dude. I may not get the quite. I don't have a name recognition because yeah. sometimes that you get caught in the name game when it comes to mm-hmm. big time college athletics. Uh, you get caught in the regional wars when it comes to big time athletics. You know, so maybe, you know, you get a guy from Illinois who's a three star guy that you know Illinois University of Illinois is like we're going to research you. Wisconsin's like mm, maybe not. Michigan's like you're not good enough for Michigan. Michigan State's like yeah maybe we want to change your position. Guys like no, I want to play quarterback. But now Jackson's Mississippi, it's like it's not that far mm-hmm. away. You can drive there, but now I can go down there. You know what? I feel good because I'm still going to get some shine. And I know that mom and dad can see me on Hulu every single week or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be. And I'm getting able to play it and I can start and I can prove that I'm better than those guys. Yeah. And I'll get a chance to play right away. So I'll be a year ahead of dude who was a four-star guy who was sitting behind so-and-so and then he gets in a transfer portal and now he's two years behind me and I got two years and blah, 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 blah. But the point is you get an opportunity to play and it gives players another way to look at the university to where mm-hmm. before they'd have been like, nah, because it's just not going to work. I'll just rather sit, you know, Illinois for you. Nah, you got to do that now. And 
you know, that's the other thing we're not talking about is that that money helps bring better professors that you can afford. And it can help build up academic areas and on your university and your campus as well. And you get better facilities and the science department can, can you know, sequester more, uh, you know, equipment to do whatever it might want to do. And all these things, a big, big reason why college athletics is a billion dollar freaking industry, man. It's a big reason why, you know, these universities still continue to want to have them because it brings in a lot of revenue and they're able to distribute that. I know, I, yeah, and I didn't go to I HBC. <laughs> I didn't go to HBCU like you guys did. I went to, to University of Tennessee, but, you know, they gave us like the bubble that the, the players used to practice. Like, hey, you know, we don't need it. We just built a whole new facility. You can take this indoor bubble. We're like, whoa, this is fantastic. You know, so the university, the, the regular people, had like this indoor facility that was basically would have been top notch at HBCU. And that's mm-hmm. just a, like a throwaway. You know, we got to play in there two, three, four gyms. We got a chance to play in. It's just regular people. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like those amenities make a difference when it comes to kids, when they get to the campus, you know, yeah. and maybe they, they, maybe they do get a chance to look before they decide. They're like, yeah, <laughs> but, but, but they go somewhere like Tennessee. They're like, man, dude, this is nice. Like, mm-hmm. man, you know, and, I mean, so, so I, I really think, you know, Dion doing what he's done is, is a step, no doubt. And I think, you know, Eddie George wanted to, anybody else wanting to join in, it's like, dude, be a, be a part of the solution. Yeah. Stop telling me what the problem is and give me, come, be a part of the solution. Right, let's, let's end it there. It should be interesting, though. Uh, Dion is going to be hosting a satellite camp for recruits, and he's invited coaches from the SWAC, the MEAC, and even the SEC to come out. It should be interesting to see who's all going to be involved in that. Don't, when, don't let that, that fox, don't let that SEC fox in the hen house, dog. I'm telling you. <laughs> don't yeah, don't, that, that, don't that. you do it. Well, no, you know what? I <laughs> think, it's, I think it's, it. a brilliant, it's a brilliant move because that'll get more of your – your four and five star guys to say, you know, let me, let me go out there. I, I might be able to see uh, SEC coach, but then Dion swoops in and, you know, that's it. Game over. You know, I mean, yeah. Be careful of that snake. Don't be that mongoose <laughs> and get caught up in that snake hole. When it backs around, it gets you from behind. Be careful. Hey fellas. Thank you very much, man. Always a pleasure to, uh, to do this show with you guys. Um, and to the listeners, thank you for, for, for joining us today. We greatly appreciate that. Um, you can catch our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio. I think I got them all that time. <laughs> you can also catch us on hp53productions.com and you'll catch a link to, um, uh, to our show and a couple other podcasts, Super Duper Podcast, hosted by Rob Griggs, and the Father Good Podcast, hosted by Kenny Stevenson and Marshall Givens. We've got merch on the site, so definitely go and get yourself an easy smoke in the GM mug or a sweatshirt or T-shirt or something like that. Uh, HP53productions.com, you can find it all there. Glenn, take us out, man. Hey, man. You know, like we always say, and we feel it deep down in our bones, we ain't saying we're right, but we sure as hell don't think we're wrong. <laughs> we'll catch you next week.